Welcome to Wayne Zion Lutheran Church in Rural Moselle. This is Sunday, June the 5th, 2022. This service was recorded May the 29th, 2022, 7th Sunday of Easter. The sermon is by Pastor Wade Reddy. The accompanist is Pete Temple. The lecturer is Doreen Boken. This radio broadcast is given by Jacqueline Engelbart and Andrew Quinslick in honor of their wedding. Thank you for joining us today. Holy God, mighty Lord, gracious Father, we give you thanks for in the beginning your spirit moved over the waters and you created the heaven and the earth. By the gift of water you nourish and sustain us in all living things. By the waters of the flood you condemned the wicked and saved those whom you've chosen. Noah and his family, you led Israel by pillar of cloud and fire through the sea out of slavery into the freedom of the promised land. In the waters of the Jordan, your son was baptized by John and anointed by, with the Holy Spirit. By baptism, we are his own death, resurrection. Your beloved son has set us free from the bondage of sin and death and has opened up a way to the joy and freedom of everlasting life. He made water a sign of the kingdom and the cleansing of rebirth. In the obedience of his command, he made disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Pour out your Holy Spirit, so that those who are baptized may be given new life. Wash away the sin of all those who have been cleansed by this water and bring them forth as inheritors into your glorious kingdom. To you be given praise and honor, worship through your Son, Jesus Christ our Lord, in the unity of the Holy Spirit, now and forever. Amen. Our service continues on page 184 in the front of your hymnal. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God, and the communion of the Holy Spirit be with you all. O God, form the minds of your faithful people into your one will. Make us love what you command and desire what you promise, that amid all the changes of this world, our hearts may be fixed where true joy is found. Your Son, Jesus Christ, our Lord, who lives and reigns with you and the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. You may be seated. Our first reading is from the book of Acts. One day, as we were going to the place of prayer, we met a slave girl who had a spirit of divination and brought her owners a great deal of money by fortune-telling. While she followed Paul and us, she would cry out, These men are slaves of the Most High God, who proclaim to you a way of salvation. She kept doing this for many days, but Paul, very much annoyed, turned and said to the spirit, I order you, in the name of Jesus Christ, to come out of her. And he came out that very hour. But when her owners saw that their hope of making money was gone, they seized Paul and Silas and dragged them into the marketplace before the authorities. When they had brought them before the magistrates, they said, These men are disturbing our city. They are Jews and are advocating customs that are not lawful for us as Romans to adopt or observe. The crowd joined in attacking them, and the magistrates had them stripped of their clothing and ordered them to be beaten with rods. After they had given them a severe flogging, they threw them into prison and ordered the jailer to keep them securely. 
Following these instructions, he put them in the innermost cell and fastened their feet in the stocks. About midnight, Paul and Silas were praying and singing hymns to God, and the prisoners were listening to them. Suddenly there was an earthquake so violent that the foundation of the prison were shaken, and immediately all the doors were opened and everyone's chains were unfastened. When the great jailer woke up and saw the prison doors wide open, he drew his sword and was about to kill himself, since he supposed that the prisoners had escaped. But Paul shouted in a loud voice, Do not harm yourself, for we are all here. The jailer called for likes, and rushing in, he fell down, trembling before Paul and Silas. Then he brought them outside and said, Sirs, what must I do to be saved? They answered, Believe on Lord Jesus, and you will be saved, you and your household. They spoke the word of the Lord to him and to all who were in his house. At the same hour of the night, he took them, washed their wounds, and then he and his entire family were baptized without delay. He brought them up into the house and set food before them, and he and his entire household rejoiced that he had become a believer in God. The word of the Lord. The second reading is from the book of Revelation, chapter 22. See, I am coming soon. My reward is with you to repay according to everyone's work. I am the Alpha and the Omega, the first and the last, the beginning and the end. Blessed are those who wash their robes so that they will have the right to the tree of life and may enter the city by the gates. It is I, Jesus, who sent my angel to you with this testimony for the churches. I am the root and the descendant of David, the bright morning star. The spirit and the bride say, come, and let everyone who hears say, come, and let everyone who is thirsty come. Let anyone who wishes take the water out of life as a gift. The one who testifies to these things says, surely I am coming soon. Amen. Come, Lord Jesus. The grace of the Lord Jesus be with all of the saints. Amen. The word of the Lord. This is interesting that this comes near the end of the Gospel of John, and Jesus has been praying, and his prayer now turns to his followers and to you this morning. Jesus prayed, I ask not only on behalf of these, but also on behalf of those who will believe in me through their word, that they may all be one. As you, Father, are in me, I am in you, may they also be in us, so that the world may believe that you have sent me. The glory that you have given me, I have given them, so that they may be one as we are one. I in them and you in me, that they may become completely one, so that the world may know that you have sent me and have loved me, them even as you have loved me. Father, I desire that those also whom you have given me may be with me where I am, where I am to see my glory, which you have given 
me because you love me before the foundations of the world. Righteous Father, the world does not know you, but I know you, and these know that you have sent me. I have made your name known to them, and I will make it known so that the love with which you have loved me may be in them, and I in them. The Gospel of our Lord. Praise to you, O Christ. Well, grace and peace to you from God our Father and the Lord, risen Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. We come to this last Sunday, this seventh Sunday in Easter, and you might want to just take a gaze one more time at the beautiful cross here at Wayne Zion to see the lilies that go up every year and the beautiful white sash that has been replaced where the black sash had been on Good Friday. I want to share with you that uh, as I sat with my parents in Sun City, Arizona, there was one particular day when Pastor Louis Lyon made a visit in my home, my folks' home. We were getting near to the end of my dad's life. And one of the things that he and the hospice nurse often talked about was, will I still be here when? When I uh, came down with COVID, I couldn't fly down there and be with my parents on February 6th, so we had to delay the trip to February 28th. And so he would ask Tammy, the hospice nurse, will I be here on February 28th when my son arrives? This particular, and then the other thing I need to share with you, Dad shared with me about three weeks before he died, he said, and this this is a quote, my usefulness is about used up. And I think about dying a lot. So on this particular day, Pastor Louis Lyon comes into my folks' home and we sit around the table and we have conversation and all of a sudden, Pastor Louis sends a zinger. And I wonder, would I do? I haven't done that and maybe I should do that. And the zinger was this. Floyd, do you believe in the gift of eternal life? Do you believe in the gift of eternal life? And my dad took his eyes off Pastor Louis and looked at the ground, and Pastor Louis said, Will you look at me? And my dad said, It's hard. And I believe my dad gave a very, very truthful answer It is hard to believe, especially in the presence of doubt and thinking about the end of our life. But that's where faith comes in. So I love this scripture on this seventh Sunday of Easter that Doreen has read for us from the book of Acts. And you would say, the book of Acts, what's that doing in the Old Testament lesson? Why is that our first lesson? Well, we're in the season of Easter. We're anticipating what comes when the tomb was open and Jesus went out and saw his disciples and sent them and go and preach and baptize in the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit and go to the end of, go to the, end of the world and I will be with you to the ends of the age or always, right? That I am with you. That I am with you. So can you imagine... Let's take ourselves back 2,000 years ago. And there's this match that is struck. 
And a few people see its light and are warmed. And this is in Palestine. And then all of a sudden, that flame grows inside people and reaches more and more and more people. The gospel spreads like fire. Paul and Silas, they were creating a ruckus. They were talking about Jesus Christ, his risen from the dead. And people wanted nothing to do with it. What did they want? They wanted Jesus dead. They wanted this rebel rouser out of the way. And they seal him in a tomb and they put guard on him. And then what happened? And so here they are out there preaching, preaching, sharing the good news of Jesus Christ is alive, the Lamb of God. And uh, so they throw Paul and Silas into jail. And they put it, the scripture that Doreen read, they put him in the center of that prison. Not, not on an outside, but right dab in the middle. And besides that, they put shackles on their ankles and on their wrists. And what do they do? But at midnight or in the middle of the night, they begin singing hymns and praying to God. And all the people in the prison are listening to this when all of a sudden there is an earthquake, a shaking like never before, and the foundation of the prison is crumbling. And the doors release, and the shackles surrender and drop to the floor. You ever have those things that happen in your life where you're responsible for something and all hell breaks out? For that jailer, oh my, all those prisoners, he wakes up. Now, did he wake up because he was sleeping close to the prison or away? We we don't know, but he wakes up and he goes. And what's the first thing he do? He does. He draws a sword. Paul says, put it away. Not one, not one prisoner has left their captivity. And they have stayed put. The jailer feared being reprimanded for not keeping them in captivity, yet they did not move. God moves in strange ways that we don't always see coming. And so what does the jailer do? He brings them outside of the jail and he asks the question, what must I do to be saved? What must I do to be saved? Didn't go any further than that. Saved from what? Saved from reprimand? Save his life? For he is ruined now? His occupation and what's happened? And then he invites Paul and Silas to come in their home. But, but Paul and Silas offer this advice. All you have to do is belief. All you have to do is belief. Confirmance. I see some old confirmance here. Not putting you on the spot. But we talked about Ephesians 2, 8 and 9. And I know if Paul Barons is here, there he is. He knows this verse. We are saved by what? Faith. Not by works, so that no one may boast. Right? 
We are saved by faith. By the way, that's Paul Barron's favorite verse. I want you to know. So he invites these prisoners, Paul and Silas, into his home. And what does he begin to do? He does something. He begins to wash their wounds and bandage them and feed them. And then what happens? Then the jailer asks to be baptized. That it's faith. It's something that God does. We don't. We don't deserve it. God gives it. And God loves you. God loves you. And he will never leave you nor forsake you. And so... The jailer is baptized and his whole house is baptized. And I just saw it for this first time as I was sitting up here as Doreen read it. And the whole family rejoiced. Did you see that at the end? At the very, look at the very last sentence. And they rejoiced. Okay, dads, brothers, sons. We rely a lot on grandmothers, mothers, daughters for faith. I'm putting you on the spot, dad. It matters. Faith matters. For the matter of the heart, it is what matters. Is the heart. Dads, you need to exhibit that gift of faith. But here's the thing. You're not doing it alone. God is with you. God will give you the strength. Now this is what happens when pastor leaves his notes and gets carried away. So why baptism is important. It's a sign of faith. For the jailer and his family to abide in their baptism. In baptism we see, we touch, we feel God's living water through Christ. We heard in Revelations this morning. We are all made new. We are a new creation. Never the same. We're washed. We're fed. We're healed. We receive God's forgiveness and God's love. To believe is to go and to go out and to serve. When moms and dads bring their children here or when we have adult baptism and a person comes forward, we make some promises that we will worship and be among God's people, that we will read the scriptures, that we will learn the Ten Commandments, the Creed, and the Lord's Prayer, and that we will take care of our neighbor and that we will step out and serve the least, the last, and the lost. So baptism isn't anything that we do, but we are created a new creation through the water and the word. And then God asks something of us to go. To go and baptize and preach in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit to the ends of the world and remember, I'm with you to the end of the age until I return in presence. What must we do to be saved? This is what the lawyer said in Luke 10. What must I do to inherit the gift of eternal life? And, and Jesus said, well, what's written in the scriptures? Well, you shall love your Lord, your God, with all your heart, your mind, your soul, and your neighbor as your... Self. 
Jesus says, go and do likewise. And you will inherit the gift of eternal life. But then wanting to know who his neighbor is. All he had to do was go and serve and love. How about the rich man? What must I do to receive the promised gift of eternal life? What does Jesus tell him? Sell everything you got and serve the poor. Can he do it? No. It's easier for a rich man to go through the eye of a needle. No, a camel go through the eye of a needle than a rich man to surrender all his riches for others. Today we prayed, if you look at that prayer of the day, we prayed, make us, O God, love what you command and desire what you promise. All of this amid all the changes that are going on in the world. And do this in our hearts. May we be fixed on true joy that's found in Jesus Christ. As my dad was asked by Pastor Louie at the kitchen table in Sun City, Arizona, do you believe the gift of eternal life? My dad says, it's hard. And I believe he told the truth. It is hard. But God has given us this gift of faith that was planted in us long ago. And that your book, that your name is in the book of the Lamb of Life. And the only one who can remove it from the book is you. Believing is faith in action. Hearts filled with joy. But pastor, it's hard to believe. It's hard to believe when there's so much doubt. It's hard to believe when we turn on the news and we see the evilness in this world. I say yes. That's why we rely on faith and not fear. Do not fear but have faith to live and share the gospel of Jesus Christ. For we have nothing to fear. Look at our gospel taken from John 17. I want you to turn to your pew Bible. I want you to open up to six, page 1680. It's a black Bible in front of you. Not everyone has it, but if your neighbor could pick it up, turn to page 1680. 1680. Would somebody do me a favor and read out loud the subtitle that's found on the bottom left-hand side of that page on 680? Somebody brave. Jesus prays for all believers. Jesus is praying for you. Jesus prays so that the world may believe that God sent him into the world. And that's what we've been asked to do for 150 years in this humble little place on earth called Wayne Township. To share God's love with all people. The Holy Spirit calls Wayne Zion to tell all people the good news of God through Jesus Christ. And this sharing comes from the Bible, yes, but it is shared through you. I've shared this before. St. Francis of Assisi said, Share the gospel often, but only use words if necessary. Your actions of living out, loving your God with all your heart, your mind, your soul, and your neighbor as yourself is the gospel that you need to be preaching every day. And remember, love yourself. None of us are perfect, but God loves us. And God will not leave us nor forsake us. I believe this day that my, da- my dad is in the glorious presence of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, the Father and the gift of the Holy Spirit, and not some light years away. And that I will see him again and my sister and all those who've gone before me. Liz's beautiful mother Arlene. And what a glorious 
time that is going to be where we'll need no light for there will be no darkness. There will be no more sin and shame and all those things that come along with the human experience here. But that we will be in the glorious presence of our Lord. I believe this through the gift of faith planted in me by Jesus Christ, my Lord and my Savior. And that's your message. And that's your message. You just call me to come here and say it. And I believe it. But go out there and love people. And let me end with this. Do you believe in the gift of eternal life? For this is the gospel of our Lord. Amen. Well, this is our opportunity to answer that question, do I believe? I invite the congregation to please rise and turn with me to page 105 for the affirmation of our faith as is found in the Apostles' Creed. I believe in God, the Father Almighty, creator of heaven and earth. I believe in Jesus Christ, God's only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Spirit, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, and was crucified, died, and was buried. He descended to the dead. On the third day, he rose again. He ascended into heaven. He is seated at the right hand of the Father, and he will come to judge the living and the dead. I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Holy Catholic Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. Amen. Set free from captivity to sin and death, we pray to God of resurrection for the church, for the people in need, and all of God's creation. Holy God, make your people one as you and your Son are one. Extend the gifts we have been given by your Spirit to all people, especially those experiencing division or questioning your love. God, in your mercy. Holy God, lives were lost, hearts broken, families scattered, another school district and community reeling in shock and horror. And this combined with the recent and growing list of mass shootings is unbearable. We are left with dismay and anger and sadness and despair, grief, fear, emptiness, confusion. How long, O oh Lord? While clinging to the promise of God who is making all things new in Christ, come to your people, God in mercy. Our hope in Christ calls us to advocate for peace, for mercy, for the end of violence, for safety. Hope in Christ calls us to stand with the suffering and the grieving and the hurting, the first responders, the medical teams, the social workers, the teachers, the school board, the families, the surviving children, and the family of the shooter. Our hope in Christ calls us to engage this complex issue in our homes, our communities, and even in our congregations so that we as one in Christ may work together with community leaders towards safety and peace. Guide us, Lord. God, in your mercy. Grant freedom to all who are overwhelmed by chronic illness, depression, or constant worry. We lift before you especially Kalinda, Chase, Candy, Gwen, Nick, Shannon, Sophia. We lift before you Sharon Roller, Laura Schulte, or Schultz, excuse me, and others that we name in our hearts or out loud. Open them to receive your health and healing 
We also lift before you Judy Fries and Sandy Jensen. And we seek your salvation in Christ Jesus through the spirit and the gift of faith that you planted in each of us. And we pray for protection of our military, our sons and our daughters, especially Ben, David, Trevor, and Dustin. God, in your mercy, unite us with the saints who have died and been raised in Christ. Train us to wait with eager longing for Christ to come again, even as we sense his presence with us now. God, in your mercy. Eternal God, without your grace, no promise is sure. Be with Jackie and Andrew this afternoon as they share their marriage vows with one another in the presence of you and the presence of family and friends. And fill them with your love and joy so that they may build a home of peace and welcome. God, in your mercy. And to your mercy, O God, respond to these prayers and renew us by your life-giving spirit through Jesus Christ, our Savior. Amen. The peace of Christ be with you always. Lord, remember us in your kingdom and teach us to pray. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory, forever and ever. Amen. Let us stand and receive this blessing. The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord's face shine upon you and be gracious to you and give you his peace. In the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Amen. Hallelujah. Christ is risen. Christ is risen indeed. Go in peace. Tell what God has done. Liturgy, copyright 2021, Augsburg Fortress, all rights reserved. Music and lyrics reprinted with permission under one license, number A-729734, all rights reserved.